Hey, what's going on? It's episode 91. Top of the Dude Chain podcast, I think. If not, it's 92. For some reason, I thought it was 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 91. Oh, 91. There you go. All right. Got it. Anyway. Man. At what point do we start taking this serious and trying? Uh, <laughs> episode 999. How about when the Cleveland Browns start? Too? Yeah. <laughs> when they make it to the Super Bowl? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that we're the Cleveland Browns of podcasts? Yes. I'm just saying, man. There's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> oh, man. If, if, we get, if we get a podcast with 100 views, does everybody get free booze? <laughs> 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 oh, that's terrible. No, hey, man. I'll say this, though. Two things. One, the Cardinals are terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Bears look like, even though Trubisky doesn't need to have surgery, it looks like he's going to be out a little bit. So, yeah. Chase Daniels is horrible. So, the Bears may miss the playoffs, especially yeah. with the way Green Bay and uh, Minnesota's looking right now. Yep. So, I got to pull for someone to win the Super Bowl. So, right now, as we as we speak, I'm hoping that the 49ers and the New England Patriots meet in the Super Bowl, both undefeated. 49ers look pretty good. So that guaranteed to have an undefeated season, and and the and then the the 72 Bears have to sit there and watch that game, knowing <laughs> that there's somebody <laughs> that there's somebody. You know, because the thing is, is those you know they you know you get guys like Mercury Morris and Zonka out there talking trash and and all that. Yeah. Like, would they be able you're to... You're talking go, about the Dolphins? Yeah, Dolphins. You said, the, I say? you said the Bears. But oh, sorry. I, I yeah. think anybody that pays attention knew you meant the Dolphins. Yeah, 72 Dolphins. Uh, do you think they would have even been able to feel the team had they drug tested the way they do today? Because I guarantee <laughs> half that team was strung out on cocaine. That, okay, so, I mean, it's Miami, first yep. of all. So, yep. I mean, it's like a drug funnel. Yep. And, uh, and, yeah, during that time, I mean... So if anyone wants to know what football used to be like, go watch North Dallas 40. Yeah. All right. I think uh, yeah. It, you know, we've probably talked about it before. North Dallas 40, you're going to think it's ridiculous. You're going to think it's stupid and that it was just a, you know, oh, they were just trying to be cool. No. Most people say that that's what the NFL was What like. it was like, you yeah. know, dudes smoking cigarettes during their <laughs> off plays. Yeah, dudes, you know, coming off the bench hungover. Drinking a yeah, drinking a Budweiser, you know, at halftime. Dallas had a defensive end or linebacker that used to keep cocaine in an inhaler and he would inhale it during the games. Yeah. On his uh, thing. So Yeah, they, I mean these dudes and you know, they got the scars to show for it too, you know, a lot yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, we're blaming C T E for all their problems. Yeah. <laughs> C T E no, So if that doesn't happen, if yeah. that if that's not the scenario I'm pulling for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For one reason. Yeah. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I read an article on him today. Uh, or yeah, not today, but a couple weeks ago, last week sometime. And it's just people. They just they because you know he was the offensive coordinator when Brett Favre was a stud of the league and mm -hmm. the Packers were winning. Yeah. Then he went to Philadelphia with Holmgren. Yeah. Uh, as his old, and then he went to Philadelphia as a head coach, got fired, and now he's in in Cleveland. Yeah, so they're doing a. Uh, a Philadelphia was dumb, by the way, because you know they went to Chip Kelly. They reluctantly fired him. And, is what it said. It yeah, was more of a fan thing than it was more of a fan, i.e., the people who don't know what's going on. 
Yeah. He reached. I didn't realize this, but he reached. Chip the, Kelly was terrible. He destroyed that franchise. Dude, this dude reached the NFC Championship four years in a row, and only won it once. Yeah. But you know how hard it is to get to that game four years in a row and then make the Super Bowl. I mean, you've got a legitimate coach who made Donovan McNabb look like a superstar because that yeah. dude was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, he wasn't special. Yeah. No. no he, so, and I'm I'm a little worried. Mahomes, I think, is a little more special than McNabb was. But I think Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for yeah. Mahomes' success. Anyway, so these guys are giving stories about this about Andy Reid, right? Yeah. His childhood friend talks about how they somehow they got their hands on a shot put and uh, rolled it down this hill in Compton because yeah. he was an L.A. kid. Yeah. And apparently that thing picked up steam to the point that it hit a curb and it launched it through a car. Oh, wow. 40 miles an hour launches this shot put in, like, through the windows of a car. Oh, wow. And they bail. They lucky they didn't kill somebody. Exactly. Well, did they kill where'd somebody? They a, where'd they get a... Where'd they get a... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. A cannonball at that point. They, that's what they called it. Yeah. They said, well, that time it was a cannonball that launched through that car. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, um, Ron, uh, not Ron Rivera, Mel Reese, who was an Eagle play-by-play. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so they they did the Andy Reid show, yeah. and on the first ever Andy Reid show, they uh, they accepted live calls. Oh yeah! So the first ever Andy Reid show in Philadelphia, what? Pennsylvania. Was that the last episode they ever <laughs> took? <laughs> they took calls. live calls, and a dude calls out and he says, "I figured out what your problem is." He said, I, Andy, I'm so-and-so from wherever. I figured out what your problem is. Your jockey shorts are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> After that, they didn't have any more uh, oh, live calls. And then yeah. uh, Steve Mariucci, yeah. coach for the 49ers and all yeah. that, Holmgren's. Um, anyway, they got hired at uh, uh, by Holmgren and Green Bay together. Yeah. And they talk about the night that they've officially been hired. Mm-hmm. And so – uh, him, both of them and their wives were in a, a hotel in Green Bay. They're going to go house shopping the next day and get their office set up. Fire alarm goes off. Mariucci said he, he he said he looks out and there's to see if there's any smoke and 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 see if anyone's evacuating. And all he he say he looks down the hall and he sees this big walrus looking dude, and he goes, Andy Reid, he goes Steve Mariucci. <laughs> And they go, yeah. He goes, hey, man. And he said they both walked out in their whitey tidies in the middle of this hotel hallway <laughs> and had their first conversations as assistant coaches in Green Bay. And then Holmgren goes, you want to meet my wife? And Mariucci's like, sure. And so he goes and gets his. So now the ladies are out there in nothing but in like their underwear and bed sheets wrapped around them having this conversation in the middle. Of the oh, wow. Dude. That's a way to meet right there. You know how much money I would give for a poster of that <laughs> just Andy, Andy Reid whitey tidies Andy Reid and Steve Mariucci and their whitey tidies talking <laughs> in an old Green Bay hotel room oh man the hallway <laughs> that's pretty funny no man and then the rest of the stories are like that just yeah little anecdotes he lost his son yeah uh OD'd uh, which apparently uh took you know hit everyone hard obviously yeah but uh Shady McCoy I didn't realize this, but uh, took a huge pay cut. Uh, 
So he had starting offers with bigger money to go other places. Yeah. But took a pay cut to be the backup running back in uh, Kansas City just to uh, be back with Andy Reid. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that, that's the worst thing Chip Kelly did, in my opinion, was the, the first thing he did when he got to Philadelphia is he ran off Shady McCoy and Deshaun Watson. Or yeah. not Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those two dudes are still quality players in the NFL to this day. Oh, Jackson's back in Philly, and he's toasting everybody. Yeah, well, he's hurt now. Uh, he's he? hurt, but he was smoking people. But he was, but he was. And, and it's just a shame, you know, that, granted, I'm not a Philly fan by any means, but just Chip Kelly destroyed that organization. I get, I get. But it one. couldn't happen to a better fan base. No, I agree, hundred percent. So, unfortunate they won a Super Bowl. But. It is unfortunate, unfortunate for the whole world, man, because the things they did. I know. Just destroying the world in their I celebrations. Know, I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, good dude though. Yeah. They say he doesn't cuss at all. Yeah. Said he doesn't ever yell. They said, yeah. you know, it's he's one of those guys that. I just can't get over how much he looks like the old Wilford Brimley. I know. I know, but Hall of Fame? Oh, I mean, you'd think so, right? Because they keep saying, like, if he wins a Super Bowl, it solidifies him in the Hall of Fame. I'm like... Is it hard for a coach to get in the Hall of Fame? I don't... I mean, the guy, the the coach... Because, you know, only so many people get in every year. Is that coaches, players, owners, everything? Yeah, but they're, they're classifications. So yeah. it can't all be players, and it can't be all be executives. Okay. So they they x amount of players, x amount of coaches. And okay, all that. I think he makes it. That dude who coached the Bills to four Super Bowls and never won it. Yeah, never. I don't think he ever won a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, and yet, I think you have to look at it from the standpoint of who he's coached. Yeah. Donovan McNabb is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know, but Brett Favre maybe the Campbell's Chunky Soup Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Terrell Owens ruined his legacy in Philly. Yeah, well, Donovan McNabb in the Hall of Fame. So you know, you're talking about your Cardinals stinking. Well, you know, the Steelers are, you know, one solid hit away from running Wildcat with a running back. Yeah, I know. Because you know, two quarterbacks down yeah. now, which Rudolph will come back, but but he's out at least two weeks. Man, he got mollywopped. <laughs> Listen, I knew he was out of it when he's still walking around with like. No face mask, but the helmet. Yeah, like he's just like, I'm good, I'm good. So I know you and ain't, man. You're like, no, you're not. You're not even holding yourself up. You, <laughs> you know, you would have taken that off. Yeah. Like if you're normal and cognizant, you're like, yeah, I look stupid. Yeah, no, that dude just like. Well, and he he didn't have any feeling in, hardly in his legs yet either, because you know they yeah. were still jello, so he was having to be carried off. Yeah, I mean, I, from a from which a, you know something I did notice. Uh, I'd heard that you know that the team was really behind him and really cared you know about the guy and all and that they like him. Um, but as soon as he went down, man, they were, you know, you could see the effect. It wasn't just because he got hit hard. Like this was their dude, you know? So I was kind of glad to see the way they rallied around him. Um, but so this, uh, this guy that came in for him, this third stringer, he goes down. Yeah. We're out of quarterbacks and, uh, you know, it'd be Jalen Samuels running wildcat. Your punter's not going to be the, who's your punter and kicker? Chris Boswell. I mean, yeah, usually one of those guys ends up like handing the ball off and no. throwing screen passes no. all game. No, man, yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, Chris Boswell gets sacked. That little hey man, OBJ. Yeah, right now he's the best arm in Cleveland right now. Dude, okay, so Make a Chris Boswell trade. has a pencil thin Hulk Hogan mustache. <laughs> Have you seen it? 
even better. It's like a Hulk Hogan mustache, but it's pencil so, thin because he's I thought you were trying such to, a little guy. I thought you were trying to make a point of him <laughs> not playing quarterback. <laughs> but uh, but no, since I'm you know my dog's out of the fight, um, and you know my I like the Bears, and I I I'd kind of get behind no, the Packers sorry, a little bit. I think the Bears are out of it. But, Packers wouldn't be bad. But yeah, so you know Cowboys, obviously, I'd be down with them. Uh, but uh, I think my kind of underdog story I'm rooting for this year, them Colts. That'd be cool. Bissett's not a bad quarterback. I like the way they're playing football, man. Bissett's not a bad quarterback at he's, all. He's not. He's not a bad quarterback. If you like Guapalo. Now, just imagine Guapalo. Garoppolo. <laughs> he's about to kill Garoppolo. that one. I'm so, like, if you like Garoppolo, you got to like Bissett because when go, whatever his name is, he got hurt. <laughs> just call him Jimmy. When Jimmy got hurt, <laughs> Bissett came in. Yeah. And that's that's one reason they felt they could get rid of uh, old Jimmy's because Bissett plays so well. And then he yeah, left yeah, Jacoby Brissett is a pretty good player. You know, he's he's doing solid now. Just think if poor Andrew Luck just hadn't got injured every year and just you know had to walk oh, he away. Been a special player. Could just imagine how good that team would be right now. I mean, because they're strong on both sides of football, and they played smash mouth football last night and beat those Chiefs. Yeah. And that was that was something to watch. I, I really enjoyed. It. I love seeing a team that. And now, granted, they couldn't throw the ball, and that was kind of you know discouraging. Well, but when you're running the ball and you're getting five yards of carry, yeah. to heck with it, anyways. You can get a first down no, every man, third run. Two things, three things happen when you throw, and two of them are bad. That's right. That's so, what my grandpa said. Coach Axton used to say. Well, and that's how you. Well, and the other thing is, you don't want to throw on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That stops clock. If you can run the ball five yards a pop, yeah. <clears throat> listen, if it, I, I will take the opponent ten times out of ten. If you tell me the Chiefs are going to score less than twenty, yeah, then I'll you know if it's going to be a low scoring game and the over under is less than forty, I take whoever's playing the Chiefs every time, just because. Yeah, they're that. That's if they don't score fast, it's Dunskies. Yeah, because they really don't have that offense that's going to be able to. Yeah. to sustain and they definitely don't have a defense that's going to be able to go out there after three plays and dominate every yeah. time well in the in the spirit of football josh boomer okay <laughs> boomer baby hey man what you got this week what you got this week i don't know i was this close man the store closed before i could get there i was going to show up wearing one of them barry switzer that son of a bootlegger one of those beat texas hats he used to wear <laughs> <laughs> they sell them down on campus. I was going to buy one, but they closed right before I got there. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. It's stupid. It's, I don't know if you want any of them them Sooners right now. Well, I don't know. You barely handle those Cowboys. Cowboys are better, man. Do you know Cowboys have the number one rusher in the nation and the number three receiver in the nation? Did you see it happen last week? Okay, that's a, that's a fluke game. <laughs> Getting beat by Texas Tech ain't no fluke, man. That means you're sorry. No, it's a fluke game. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> Y'all are, I mean, I think it's your coaching. I don't know how you guys can get up for Texas every year, but you can't get up for anyone else. I mean, that's the thing about you. You, I mean, you guys. They didn't get up for Texas this year. Texas tried to give them that game, the and they couldn't win it. championship, and you lost to Iowa State. I yep. mean, it's just you always are going to have that game. Dude, I'm telling you, I. Bedlam you're talking you. to a dude who does not like Gundy at all. Bedlam so owns Don't even you. worry about it. I mean, it's just one of those things. So, this game, I don't know. It can go either way. Um, I will say this. OU hasn't played a team with a winning record. 
Okay, and so, they also haven't played a game where they didn't beat the other team by at least like 30 yeah, points. But so. they've given up 400-something yards in rushing in the last two games. Texas has given up 20 more yards in its entire season. We just have to see what happens. Then. We will, but I'm telling you this. If Texas wins, if. you may want to skip episode 92. <laughs> 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 if you're a Sooner fan, you may want to skip episode 92. Yeah, and if you're a Texas fan and OU wins, you're probably going to want to miss it too because uh, I'm feeling it this year, man. I, I think I'm just going to have to get behind old OU because I'm just so tired of Mike Gundy. I don't even like them dudes no more. And uh, they're just going to have to fire him before they get me back. And if they fire him, I don't even care if they get a sorry coach and they go back into obscurity. Hey, man, what's up I with I just want to be done with him. What's up with him uh, griping out the reporter for the old boom pickings? I think he thought it was a distasteful joke. Um, because someone asked him later, they're like, so why did you ask that question? He's like, no, it's on the internet, you know, that, that happened. They're like, well, where did you read it? So, like, the dude, you know, who asked the question. Pulls out the onion. Yeah, and it turns out it, it's the, one of the most untrustworthy websites ever that no one had ever heard of. And they're like, dude, man, that I think you got bit by satire, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so um, just I think he thought it was super distasteful. He, and I don't know. He sucks. It, I don't know what to tell you. I don't right, like man. the guy. I don't like Gundy either, man. And I really yeah. think we've wasted way too you know much who I do time like? in Oklahoma State football. You know who I do like, though? Who's that? Mike Leach. That guy's a national treasure. Who doesn't? <laughs> like, seriously. Who doesn't like Mike Leach? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he, he's a, he is a national treasure, he man. He has the best sound bites. Yeah. You know, I think they did him dirty at Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, I'm thoroughly... I thoroughly enjoy the fact that Texas Tech has struggled since he left. Yeah. And he's having great success at Washington State. Yeah. I and mean, I'm, and I'm glad and I'm glad Roger Craig is uh no longer in the business. Yeah. You know. Cuz I mean that's that's essentially what happened. Is he he just got picked over some politics and Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't Roger Craig get caught up in that me too stuff? I, I I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I mean, you should have known he was shady. He was part of the old uh, Eric Dickerson backfield that got in trouble. That got uh, oh back SMU, in college. Yeah, SMU the the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but no, man. It's gonna be a big game this weekend. It's gonna be a big game. Man. See if uh, see if we can't make Matthew McConaughey cry on sidelines. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I just, you know, the thing is, outside of that LSU game, I really haven't watched a lot of Texas football. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I mean. So what do you think about LSU? You think, think they're if, for real? Well, I think if they go undefeated, Burroughs wins the Heisman hands down. Really? Like, like I was worried. Like, it, it, was, it, <clears throat> it made me a little worried when I was at the game watching Burroughs throw all, all over our secondary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm just like, dude, these guys, these guys are getting toast. Yeah. But I think he's the real deal. I think he's, I think he's that good of a quarterback, and I think he's got great receivers. Yeah. And I think, I think that Texas just faced a, their secondary just faced a, a, a wide receiver core and a quarterback that were just might be the best they faced all year. They see all yeah. year. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so if like do you say, follow the SEC very close? A little bit. A little bit. 
Yeah. It, I mean, what do you, what are you asking? I mean, A and M's always. Did you hear? Did you see the uh, tape of of the game day crew talking trash about A and M? Uh uh-uh. uh They're in the car, and you got this dude. You got uh, Herb Street, and then uh, I forgot the dude's name. It's not a uh, not the old guy with uh, uh It's not Lee Corso. Not Lee Corso. The the one who runs it all. Okay. Kind of guy, directs it all. Yeah. And then some other like a a station manager, whatever, in the back seat, and they're driving. They're talking about like. How many big games is A&M won at Kyle Field? <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and he's like, none. Yeah. Well, they beat Bama that one year, and they're like, that was at Bama. Yeah. You know, like they haven't beaten anyone legit in Kyle Field in a long time. Yeah. And they go, they're, they're starting to talk, and and, uh, and her, it gets to the point where Hersher goes, listen, listen, man, I'm not saying it's not a great environment. I'm just asking – is it an intimidating environment? And the dude in the back seat, just this big fat Mike Golick looking dude, is like, nope, nope. <laughs> we pump them up; they're nothing. And, they, they, and it's on tape, and it got released on Twitter and all. Oh that. wow! So, but poor A and M man. I mean, it's true though. Again, couldn't happen to a nicer I mean, fan base. <laughs> I mean, who they beat? Hey. <laughs> Case McCoy came in and beat you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like it's, it's one of those things where it's just, I don't know. Yeah. College football, it's just, a, you know, I I used to worry. I used to get bent out of shape about it. Yeah. Until I, I don't even remember where I heard this, TV, internet, whatever. But someone said, like, we're really investing this much in 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Yeah, like that's what you are. You're, I mean, you're you're asking a an eighteen year old kid, nineteen year old kid to do things that oh, and losing your mind when it, they make a mistake. Exactly, and, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a kid. Yeah. I mean, it really is just a kid who just just yeah. learned how to drive a yeah. car two years ago. Hey, and, and look how look how yeah. close to perfecting what they do they are. And then next time you're at your office and sitting there, see how close to perfecting what you do for a living you right. are. But the other like, thing, back the up thing off is, of them. But here's the <laughs> thing, man: if you go to your office, are you putting an 18 year old kid in charge of? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, what, yeah, a hundred thousand people. Something that's going to affect a hundred thousand people. <laughs> no. So, yeah, like I said, man, it's fun. It's fun to talk trash when it happens, but like yeah. I said, man. Uh, no, it, it's just the Red River is just a it's a special um, rival. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, those it, are the a, fun games. It's a special game. Um, I know that every, I know every you know big major uh, team has you know their big rival game, the Iron Bowl and all that. And yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like the Oklahoma Texas one's a little bit special. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would say Michigan Ohio State is probably. Here's the thing. Yeah, but Michigan's just terrible. Here's the thing. OU Texas is, I think, has the the most most games with two ranked opponents. Yeah. Um, well, it might be one of the more balanced ones. Well, that's all I'm saying. Like now, like it's been a it's been a top twenty five matchup more than any other rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Auburn's lit. You know. You don't talk about getting upset. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. The majority of the wins I've seen Texas get were when they shouldn't have won. When they had a team that wasn't ranked, OU was, and then Texas comes in, mops up the floor with them, and then OU has to spend the rest of the season trying to get back in that top four. Yeah. 
And that's probably how it is. Because admit it, Texas hasn't been Texas in a long time. That's why y'all keep praying Texas will come back. So even Texas beating OU is an upset. And if it wasn't the rivalry game, they probably wouldn't beat them as often as they do. Possibly. They got beat by Case McCoy, man. (laughs) Which, see, even you think it's ridiculous to get beat by Texas. (laughs) No, I think it's ridiculous to get beat by Case McCoy. Well. You know, but that's your quarterback. That's your team. That's a mouth-breathing hippie <laughs> who had no reason. No, I mean, it's legitimate, not a, a D1 quarterback. Yeah. So, I, the point being is I think sometimes – I think what it is 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 OU gets overhyped a little bit. Yeah. And those, you know. Well. But they're consistent. They, they beat, own the conference. I'll say that's what I'm saying, man. They don't lose to teams like Kansas. They don't, you know, lay eggs mm-hmm. in, in, in situations like that. But they also don't show up for big games very often either. Well, you know? now if you're talking about bowl games or in the uh, playoffs, we also have to remember that, you know, some of these teams may just be better than what's in the Big Twelve. I mean, well, it's a possibility, but that's my point. Because like talking to, because you know, like talking to my father-in-law and everything, you know, they're. They watch a lot of football, and they're they're from Tennessee, so they're you know watching the Southeast Conference games a lot like that. And you know, I was talking about Jalen Hurts and how good he was, and they're like, "Yeah, but he's he's not near as good as Tua." And I was like, "Well, you know, what's the biggest difference?" And they're like, "Well, he just he can't he can't throw as good as Tua." And I said, "Okay." I was like, "But he's throwing good now." He's like, "Oh, well, yeah, but Big Twelve receivers are always open." Well, and I was like, "You know, that's that's the attitude <clears throat> most people have about Big Twelve." And he's and he's. He's right. hasn't, he hasn't played a team with a winning record. Yeah. But, so, yeah, point but, being is – But what I'm getting at is listen, a lot of these Big 12 quarterbacks are throwing to wide-open receivers. But the Jalen Hurts – but the Jalen Hurt story will get made this week. Yeah. If, he's, if he is legit, then he's going to put up a good game. If he's not, if he's the guy who got beat out by a freshman, Tua, yeah. then, you know, he'll get exposed. Yeah. I mean, he, he. I mean, if you look, you just at, don't see the defenses in the Big Twelve like you do in the SEC. No, that's man. that's you know. And 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 he was throwing against uh, defensive backs who were able to cover. Yeah, his and that's why. And that's why they were. That's why Texas. And that's why was, they moved on to Tua. But that's why Texas was able to beat him last year. Yeah. Kyler didn't know where to throw the ball because you know they weren't open as open as they had been. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, but again, our secondary is depleted. Our secondary is young. Uh, so we were just overrun, apparently. <laughs> you hit play. <laughs> so apparently we were just uh, invaded for a minute. And uh, I just want everybody to know that we're safe. We're all doing well. We, uh, <laughs> Like you said, we're not, uh, not going to start taking this podcast seriously anytime soon. <laughs> I'm like... What is the world? The world's going on all of a sudden. That's <laughs> stop talking re- football. Apparent, yeah, apparently my <laughs> recommended list was uh, dubstep for the day. <laughs> so that was Corey's way of subtly telling us to stop talking football. Yeah, that's and, too too much sports. <laughs> too much sports. All right, we're <laughs> hey, uh, before we go. San Francisco twenty-eight, Cleveland three. Ugh. Yeah, well, that's been the same score for a while, so at least it hadn't gotten worse. So when do we admit that Baker Mayfield sucks? Oh. Baker Mayfield, 8 of 22 for 100 yards and two interceptions. And a fumble, right? And a fumble, yeah. But Yeah. Wow, man, he's accounted for three turnovers. That dude is having trouble 
He had a few picks last game too. Didn't well, he? now one of his one of his season. one of his picks in the end zone in this game was because Callaway it hit him in the hands and he batted it up and threw it to a defender. So, well, right, you well, know, when you're five six, I guess. Yeah. What? <laughs> How do you explain the other seven this season? Yeah, no, hey, I'm not. I'm not defending hey, you, man. Sorry, Browns, you can't play hey. the Jets every week. How bad do you think Baker Mayfield feels about that comment about Daniel Jones? People forget you just have to win. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> like, that's shut exactly your mouth. the point I've been making. Is he's been spending too much time talking about A.B. and Daniel Jones yeah. and those guys. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're not lighting the NFL on fire, man. Yeah. I mean, in all reality, you beat Lamar Jackson. You didn't beat the Ravens. Yeah. You beat Lamar Jackson because that's all they had going for him that you day. Know, you know, he didn't start getting all bold at OU until he had, you know, done a few things. And here's but, the man, other he thing, he walked too. into the NFL like he was already accomplished. And that, here's the other thing, too, is, is like, that first off, advised. yeah, I mean, a uh, number one draft. But it got him a lot of commercials. Yeah. I mean, true. he's in a lot of commercials, so I guess we can't really fault him yeah. for it. And, I he mean, mar- and he married an Instagram model, so he's not the greatest – I mean, <laughs> like, hey, hey, I just signed this million dollar contract and girls started DMing me. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Who thought? My luck's turning around. Did you see? Did you see when he was on that show with Kevin Hart where they get in the ice tub? Yeah. And he tells and Kevin. Hart, and Hart keeps <laughs> razzing him. Hey, you got married. Like, you just signed your contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you on, didn't man. have even one teammate come up to you and say, uh, no, man, maybe you should. Uh, Hey, speaking of football, man, you know who's legit? Who? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Oh, they say that. Uh, I'll, you know, I don't know if you know who Pat McAfee is. He uh, used to punt for the uh, uh, Colts. Okay. Uh, when they won the Super Bowl and all that. But he uh, he's now doing some stand up, and he's he's got a podcast, and he's doing color commentating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he interviewed Lynch, and and Lynch was uh he he's a funny dude. Yeah. Like the thing is him and Gronk playing uh uh video games with uh Conan. Oh yeah. And they I think they're playing like Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah. <laughs> the fatalities and they're like you know, he's like, Oh <laughs> he's 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 pretty funny. So he and he did say in that interview with McAfee, he goes, It was Goodell, man. Yeah. He goes, That's just he goes, I didn't like him. He yeah. Knows and all that, but anyway, we move on. Well, I haven't seen the Joker movie, but yeah, yeah, I'm Corey. getting mixed reviews on it. I mean, that's the thing is like, I hear some people say it's Antifa propaganda. I have other people saying it's virtue signal, virtue signaling. I then, but then you get to the point where the critics hate it, and typically, if the critics hate it, then the viewers love it. Yeah. You know? So here, here's the thing: I might need to see it again. Saw it today. A lot of my friends are giving it anywhere between an 8 to a 10 out of 10. And I would say it's somewhere between a 5 and a 7. Yeah. Like, to me, it's more of an art house film that should have been done as a short. Because 90 minutes of it is just him dancing. Dancing, like, in the style of, like, uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's dad in uh, Apocalypse Now. You know, Uh, the part where he's dancing in his underwear? That's, like, half the movie. Yeah. And I get that he's supposed to be crazy and he's having this mental breakdown. But they... The way they tell the story is it's more like the Joker just has a mental illness. And that's why he does what he does. Because he's mentally ill. Yeah. Which they do kind of allude to him being crazy in the comic books. But he's always been like this genius, cunning. He's always one step ahead of Batman, that type of thing. And Batman doesn't beat him until the very end. And 
he's kind of a doofus in this movie. Yeah. Like he's a weak minded doofus that just kind of stumbles into being like this figurehead for this movement. Huh. And it just to me the movie was fairly boring. Huh. Because it's it's a lot of just like going through the motions of him having like the worst day of his life, kind of like one bad day, that comic book. Yeah. And uh it just the I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with it. Yeah. Well, Ke- Joaquin Phoenix doesn't play like a sly dude. He plays like a weak little. I don't See, know. and that's the, he, I, he plays a weaker character. Yeah, I disagree. Because the thing is, is is Harley. If you look at him and Harley Quinn's history, Harley Quinn was a psychiatrist. Yeah, and he was able to manipulate and con her <laughs> to the point that she. Yeah. She went crazy. Yeah. It's like, all like what you're saying. It sounds like he just got a bumbling. Have you ever seen the movie The Master with him in it where he's like a part of like a cult? No, I've seen The Gladiator though. So he, he was, well, he was better in The Gladiator. I think he, like, if he would have taken a, his character from like Gladiator and The Master and kind of combined those two to make the Joker, it would have made more sense. But in this one, he's just this weak little coward that yeah. doesn't become like this cunning, like, I don't know. Uh, bold character. He's still this weak-minded doofus the whole time. Yeah. Well, you know the bar was set when uh, Heath Ledger came uh, out and did a Tom Waits impersonation. Yeah. Well, and a bunch of people <laughs> said that. Oh, this is better than Heath Ledger. No, it's not even uh, this, on the same. Not even on the same planet as Heath Ledger's no. Joker. Heath you know Ledger what? played the perfect Joker. You, you know, and you know what the best thing? Here's what they did, and, and probably credit Nolan for this. Uh, what made that Joker so great? was how he kept telling different stories about how he got the scars, which meant you kept thinking you were going to get a glimpse of why the Joker was the way he was, and every time he just proved that he's just out there being wild. Even when he gives that speech about how he's just chasing cars and he wouldn't know what to do if he found one, I think he's still just screwing around. He's not really giving you any insight into who he is. He's just he's just doing what he wants, how he wants, and... Whatever his motives are, his motives, and he's he's like you said, he's genius, he's cunning, he's all these things, but he's also just kind of bored. Yeah, you know, he, he's a guy that's that's bored, and because he's psychotic, how he chooses to not be bored is just so extreme. Yeah, well, I mean, his his character that Nolan kind of created was that he just he hates anything that's a system. Yeah, like he's an absolute anarchist. Yeah, so anything that has a pattern or anything to it, like he wants to destroy. Like yeah. he's an agent of chaos. Yeah, that type of thing. That made more sense to me. That felt like the Joker. This feels like just a guy having a mental breakdown. Now, but like you said, it, it is more of a like an art piece, though. Yeah, that, that's what they went for. It's very much filmed in like the indie style, where there's a whole bunch of close-ups and prolonged yeah. shots of just him laughing in a corner, and it's. There, I think some people saw a twist in the movie that I saw coming from a mile away. Yeah. I didn't really see it as a twist because you kind of it doesn't make sense when it happens in the movie. So you're like, oh well, that doesn't make sense. And then later on, you figure out why. Yeah, but I don't know. Five to seven out of ten. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix did a good job playing a character, just not not so, the Joker. So better it than Venom. Better than Venom. <laughs> uh, not not anywhere near. Uh, being in the same realm as the Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight still blows blows this Joker out of the water. Dark Knight blows a lot of movies out of the water, though. I mean, Dark Knight is easily a, a top twenty five movie for me. Yeah. Top three. Yeah, no, not even close. But. It's a no. It, it, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think. Uh, I think that's kind of where I was. You know, like I was telling y'all about going and watching it. You know, I really wanted to love it yeah. and everything, but 
in the end, I was like, ah, you know, I, I just thought, yes, I just thought it was okay. Yeah, you with, know. And with what everybody said about it, I didn't. I haven't heard a negative review about it. Everybody was yeah. like, he's better than Heath Ledger. It was amazing. It was great. It was sweet. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, and, and I even heard it was brutal. Like, it's it, it's PG thirteen violence. Yeah. Um. And I mean, there's nothing really gritty about it. I don't see the whole like, oh man, this is going to influence people to do crazy stuff. No more than any other film. Well, and they f- they forced everyone who showed the movie to put out a, um, I guess I don't know what you call it, well, like a could. public service announcement of, hey, you know, be careful when you watch this movie um, because the little McCurtain Cinema in McCurtain County, Oklahoma, showed it, and they put out a deal on Facebook, you know, saying, hey, we're We've been asked to put out this, you know, well, uh, well, public I, service now. It's about the movie again, and and to be concerned with active shooters and stuff like yeah, that. I think opening night you couldn't go, you know, single. Yeah, like you had to. They wouldn't let a lone person into the, the yeah, movie. yeah, uh, and uh, which and it, that's probably because after Dark Knight there was the no, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, I mean, we all know why they did it. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously, I, and I'm not knocking it. It's just. You know, I'd, I'd rather you err on the side of precaution. Yeah. But, I mean, you want to err on it, man. Just put some some uh, old Navy SEALs outside each exit <laughs> at all the movie theaters. Yeah. And, Pat know. people down, maybe. Yeah, no. put those dudes with the mullet who are, who are hoping for something. Yeah. Happens, yeah. You know, get a metal but, detector. Yep. But yeah. at the end of the day, I was I was just, I was disappointed. Yeah. I was disappointed in it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix really doesn't sell, sell me as being the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays a good mentally ill guy. Yeah, but he's not a good actor. But not the Joker. He's a great actor. You know that movie? What's that alien movie with Mel Gibson? Yeah, man, Signs. Yeah. Signs. Yeah, he was great in that movie. Swing away, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm Swing just away. saying, man. Like he, because <clears throat> I'm not. A, I don't watch a ton of movies, but just last time. Can I saw he play a guy who is not disturbed? No, I mean, uh, remember when him and Casey Affleck had that? That was. Dumb. He just acted like he went. He was going the best crazy. part about that was how he did just go around for a year acting like a complete mm-hmm. jerk. Well, he's he is weird though, man. Yeah. Like everybody well, was giving uh, Kimmel flack for showing like his him storming off the set because yeah. they said he did it multiple times in the movie. Yeah. And just his reaction to it, like he's just he's weird. He's a weird guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. but yeah, five to seven out of ten. All right. Well, just because I mean it was well acted and it was the way I, it was filmed was very interesting. Think, you have to be in the mood I for think, an art film if you're going to watch an art film yeah, too. Because I've watched are, a few that I just wasn't, I yeah. just couldn't do it. I the, think the long stairs are, and yeah. stuff. So desperate to to resurrect yeah. the Batman series, yeah. That they they Bell and Ledger obviously heard it. Yeah. Um. I just I think I I think I want Batman Beyond next. Um, I, I never really watched the cartoon or anything, is but that, I, I like the story. Is that not kind of the direction they're going with uh, Dingleberry and bringing back... Uh, Affleck? No, the new one. The guy from the Twilight. Oh, Rob yeah. Rob Pattinson. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's what I heard. He's yeah. playing Batman, and they're, I've heard rumors that they're bringing back um, the original. Um, Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton to, oh, play, an old, play. to play an older Batman. So is I could Patton, be wrong, though. Is Patton playing uh, Damien? Uh, I thought his name was Terry something or other in Batman Beyond. Oh, so we're going that far. Then how would they... They may not... I mean, they may not toss it into the future. I, I would like to see Batman Beyond. I, I personally enjoy the series. Batman Beyond is like way in the future. Yeah. Because you had, you had Grayson and then you had Damien playing Batman. Well, but it was still the original Bruce Wayne that was mentoring him. So he would have been like in his 80s or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and you know, what I like is I think that we've... 
I think that we've got a lot of good Batman, especially a lot of good Batman backstory to where, you know, depending on what kind of a backstory you like, maybe you like the the Michael Keaton version, maybe you like the Christopher Nolan version. But, you know, you got a lot of good Batman options out there, um, especially on how Batman becomes Batman. Now I'm ready to see the movies where you have a world that's influenced by Batman, yeah. where all these other people... Because you know it, you that, did, man. Dark well, that's what, night. and that's what, that's kind of what Suicide Squad was. I don't wear hockey pants, and it sucked. Suicide yeah, Squad Suicide sucked. Squad. Uh, okay, so whenever uh, who directed whenever that? Josie was born, I went and rented it, and we watched it in the hospital. That wasn't James. I couldn't Gunn, even was figure it? out what the story was no, about. He's, he's, he's taking the, the reins one. now. I yeah. couldn't even figure out what the story was about. I mean, I still yeah, don't no. think I get it. There's way well, there's way too many of them. Yeah, they should have concentrated on Harley Quinn, Joker, and. Um, Deadshot. Yeah, I think those those three. They because that's the issue. You had twelve of these people, and you tried to get the backstory on all of them, and, yeah. and then you tried to, and then you didn't get enough Joker, which is what everyone wanted to see. Well, and, and it was weird because what were they? What, what was even Ayer. going? What was even going on that they were brought together for? I don't think I ever Suicide understood Squad? why they brought them together. All right, they're all they they Dude, were all captured what, by Batman. Just take a guess. What do you think he directed before Suicide Squad? David Ayer. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It was a phenomenal film. Caddyshack. No, it was in 2014. Brad Pitt was in it. Um, Oceans. No, Fury. Oh, dude, okay. he directed Fury. Wow. Yeah. Well, he missed on Suicide Squad. And he, Training Day. You know, Fury. Training uh, Day is a great movie. Oh yeah, dude. Denzel. The the Denzel memes from that movie are yeah. hands down some of the no, best. No, Den- Denzel. He's pretty powerful. Oh, sorry. He wrote the screenplay. Okay. But still, still, that's good. For training still, day? Yeah. Uh, yeah that was Antoine still. Fuqua. Anyway, yeah. no, the whole purpose behind uh, Suicide Squad is they've all been caught, and they essentially go on this Suicide Squad to stop something, or suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, they, if, they, if they're successful... They live and they're given their freedom if they are well, not what successful. Was the, it was something death. weird in like cosmic or something or magic yeah, or something. That, it was that Egyptian. It was uh, that voodoo witch, queen, the or witch. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, got, they got loose and they all and, sucked. It's yeah. it was a terrible movie. We they shouldn't even spend artifact, five minutes. Yeah, they broke about. the artifact out. The, you got this mummy. It's about to curse the world. They got to go stop her. But the Suicide Squad was created in the comic books because what was happening is Batman was catching everyone and throwing them in Arkham Asylum. And then Batman was coming back and having to catch him. And everyone kept going, how are these people getting out of jail? It's like maximum security and all that. So they had to create the Suicide Squad to say, these guys went out, completed this mission, they earned their freedom. This oh. suicide mission, they earned their freedom. That's how they started getting the, the bad guys back out because Batman was just wiping them all up. And people were like, wait a minute. Huh. You get yeah. the nerds, you know, the Star Wars nerds in there. They're like, hold on a <laughs> I'm, minute. I'm interested to see what James Gunn can do at the helm. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Yeah. I agree. And everybody doubted that. So I think he can do it. Yeah. Um DC sucks at the end of the day. It's, it's all that matters. It's it's been uh it's been a struggle here lately. Cause uh, I would say the 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 mar- I, the the main big screen movies, you could probably say that about so, uh, so anything else, DC wipes Marvel with the floor. We so, I, like comics and cartoons, I guess like is what comics, you're Like comics, cartoons, cartoon yeah. movies, and all that. DC's hands down better than... Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, we were out of town and uh, working in Tennessee last week. 
and in the room aquaman came on i was in the hotel room board right, and right. and we went to the theater and watched aquaman and i couldn't remember if i liked it or not i just remember you know i was like oh it's a superhero movie i tried watching it again it is impossible to watch man that movie is it's unwatchable absolutely yeah. terrible well, you, did you hear what it happened? looks like it was filmed with a camera with an instagram filter on it yeah did you hear what scorsese said last week uh-uh he said that what'd he say i don't want to misquote him but anyways that's a first for the, the but, podcast by the way <laughs> yeah but anyways uh getting back to the superheroes with dc especially um you know, I was watching a, a deal over the first Superman and then how the second Superman. Uh, have you ever seen the Donner cut? No. Okay, so, you know, Donner did the first one and he was supposed to do the second one. He did most of it and then they fired him partway through and then just cheaply put a movie together. That's why part two has like some good parts and then some just weird, stupid stuff that doesn't make sense. Right. So there's a Donner cut out there that they came in and did some stuff and uh, put together. It's supposed to be actually pretty decent, and it's a little bit better story and not quite as dumb as, as Superman Part 2. But here was the cool thing about Superman was when they marketed it and why it was so popular was the whole deal was you'll believe a man can fly. Yeah. And that's why I get so frustrated when I'm like, it's Superman. Just, you know, let me see a lot of cool flying stuff and, and use your effects. And don't make it dumb where... You know, I can't tell what's going on. I think what's going to cause the Marvel movies not to age very good is because they just used a lot of bang-bang scenes where there's nothing really going on. It just, you just, in all the chaos, you just have to understand that there's a fight going on and, you know, they're doing amazing stuff. But the scene just shows a bunch of bang, 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 yeah. and, you know, close-up stuff. Here's what Scorsese said, and I think you can apply it to the DC stuff, too. I don't see them. I tried, you know, but uh, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with your actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, are theme parks. It isn't cinema of human beings trying to convey emotions, psychological experiences, or to another human being. Which I agree with. And that's I mean, what he's saying about the superhero movies. Yeah, I yeah. mean they're not they're not going to be Forrest Gump or Armageddon or. <laughs> But they're not going to be these. All right. <laughs> but it's not going to be like a Forrest Gump or a, a just a well-written, yeah. well-acted movie. It's 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 it, it's, it's a theme there. park. Yeah, it's a theme park movie. You watch it for the action, which I think is because I I tried watching uh, the new Spider-Man the other day. Yeah, and it's just. It's. It, I mean, it got boring, man. Yeah, it was. It was just okay. I wasn't super impressed with that That's one either. Saying, and I love Spider-Man. Like, yeah. I, here's here's what I think. My of, favorite part about that movie, and what I'll I'll keep saying I did like about it though, is I think the kids do a great job in it. Yeah, no, I, I just actors, think as far as a movie goes, thing. yeah. Here's the thing: Tom Holland makes his money on Spider Man, and then he goes back to Broadway in the indie film, so he can do what he wants as an actor. Yeah, and that's what a lot of these people are doing these days. Yeah, they're going and making the big payday with Mar with the Disney money, and then they bounce out and go do whatever they want. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what you're starting to see. What do you think uh, is the best film that's come out in the last couple of years? You know, just you think it'll hold up. Test Rambo Five. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I I'd say that's probably right. Yeah, uh, that no, one. I don't know. Like man. when you say the past couple of years, how many years are we talking about? I don't know. I mean, what's the last movie you think that's going to be an all time great? You know, mm. 
It's kind of hard, man. Nothing's really because like, you know these superhero movies. As much as we love them, none of them are going to make that yeah, list. Yeah, I mean, absolutely what, none of them. What movies are you outside of maybe Dark Knight? Like what? Well, but yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. Like what movie am Dark I? Dark Knight. Dark Knight might be the one, the only one of all of them that actually gets credibility in the end. You know, as far as saying, oh, hey, DC? that's a great uh, like the one where you can sit back. And say, no, this is a great movie. Whether you like superheroes or not, it's a great movie. You may be right. I think maybe some of the Iron Mans may. may Iron Man, the first Iron Man. The first Iron Man is probably still the best Marvel film. It's it's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. But But again, I I think it might be because it's the first one. Because I know Corey goes back to Inception, but that's kind of old now. I mean. Eh, What was that, 2012? I mean, I could go back. I mean, Fight Club's probably. But that's way old. Oh, yeah. that, that's like 98, then you, but 99. Then you, throw, you know, but that's what I'm saying is like, it's one of those things where you got to go. I feel look. like I'm sleeping on something. I feel like there's a great movie out there because I remember Forrest Gump coming out and I was like, okay, you know, the world has been changed. I think that it's, movie was great. I think Inception will hold up. Um, yeah. Man, uh, I don't know. There To me, there hasn't been a whole lot of great films. Yeah. Because to me, even like... Uh, I mean, like Django was pretty good, but I don't think it'll hold up. Well, I, I mean, I think maybe one of the Wicks might do okay. Yeah, like the first John Wick, yeah. you know, might stand out for a while. Yeah. It's like a good action film. Yeah. Um, Fury was a great movie. I think that'll be around for a while. It was. Because, you know, there was a little little time period there where, I mean, they were making some pretty epic, epic movies. Um, Manchester by the Sea. No. I just think Steven Spielberg's it. I mean, he just... In my opinion, he's one of the greatest, and that's why we saw so many in our lifetime uh, great movies. And, you know, I just don't know that, that dudes are out there, you know, guys or girls or whatever, making them, you know, that that good anymore. Uh, you know, you need a storyteller. So, Well, and that, I think that's – I think that's a good point because – Cause think about it, man. Well, all we're doing right now is remaking movies, like Saving Private Ryan. I mean, that's a that's an extremely special movie, uh, you know. Or Forrest Gump, you know, that is a extremely special movie. Like, those are great uh, films. I actually thought the Green Mile was pretty great. Yeah, you know, you want to you want to hear what they currently have? This is according to IMDb. We'll go over their top ten. All right. <clears throat> number one prisoners that was a great movie you ever see prisoners i don't think i have uh, where the kids go missing huh and they they think it's this mentally ill kid so he like traps the mentally ill kid and tortures him trying to get information from him and it turns out he had nothing to do with it oh wow so he ends up being like the bad guy himself but then they do end up finding the kid oh wow uh there's that one uh grand budapest hotel which i haven't seen but i heard it's great um interstellar at number three I thought Interstellar sucked. It, I could not get on board with that dude, one. It, it just stopped making sense. Yeah. I, I, I think Nolan was trying to best uh, Inception, and it just got too far out there. With yeah. the, uh, the, what do they call that? The um, uh, Tesseract or whatever at the end, which is inside of the bookcase. Just, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. The Tesseract. It, it just doesn't, didn't make sense. Transformers? No, the Tesseract is in uh, Avengers. You're thinking of the Allspark. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four, Wolf of Wall Street. See, uh, I didn't. It's really... rough, but it's uh, it's a decent movie. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road at number five. I love that movie. That you was know, a good one. you know, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one because I walked out of there thinking like that was just a little weird. Number six, I guarantee you, neither of you have seen is uh, Your Name. Oh yeah, yep. That is an that's an anime. Yeah. It, it was actually phenomenal. Was it? Yeah, I really liked it. It's a really, really good story. It's about a guy who bullies a deaf girl. 
Oh, wow. And then uh, ends up kind of being bullied himself, and they end up being friends. Life huh. of Pi. Uh, Life of Pi sucked. Um, Manchester by the Sea is number seven, which I've never seen. I need to see it. Uh, Inception at number eight. I feel like that's a little low on the list. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it could be above like the first five. Yeah. I think it's too high if uh, Batman hadn't been put in there. Toy yet. Story 3 at number nine. And number 10 is Patterson, which I've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, what I'm saying, man. It's like. Oh, dude. Black Swan is at number 14. You ever see that? No. The movie's crazy. No, is it? Is it any good? Gone Girl at 15. Gone Girl's a great movie. That's, that's what? Past 10 years? This yeah, I did uh, 100 best films. Because here's decade. the thing, man. I'll take I'll take Forrest Gump or Braveheart or The Gladiator over any of those movies. Fight Club, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, I mean Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Shut up. I'm just saying, man. Like, I mean, being excellent to each other would be a great thing for people to be doing. Right I'm just, now. I'm just. <laughs> saying, they're gonna, the they're point, gonna bring it back. The point being is, is if if I walk into someone's house and they're like, pick whatever movie you want to watch. Don't sleep on the fifth element. That's, That's a good great one, too. one. Exactly. I would probably <laughs> take that over most of that list. That's what I'm saying. And maybe it's just because those are the movies that... Do I take Space Jam over, over that list? Well, the original. Now, LeBron. I can't say much about that list. Unfortunately, I've seen maybe three of the movies he mentioned on that list, uh, if, if not fewer. So. Yeah. Logan was on there. In the top 25. I, I did like Logan. See? Logan was really good. I, I did like Logan. But would you take Logan over Forrest Gump? Or? No. No. For, saying, Forrest man. Gump is like my one or two. Yeah. That's I, my I, point. I have to put Forrest Gump way, I just way, feel like they, they put there. more effort into movies back yeah. in the day. In the 90s and the now. early 2000s. Yeah. Because now what, they're, either, they're either throwing a... Well, you also I mean, need to you need to have a good book out there to make a movie about. You know, Forrest Gump was a book that they made a movie okay, about. Yeah. Well, we have what the I Twilight think, series. To me, I think all films that are considered to be great usually are original screenplays. Yeah. They're not from from books per really? se. Yeah, like wasn't Forrest Gump a book first? Like Christopher Nolan's brother writes a lot of his scripts or his yeah. screenplays. Uh, Forrest Gump, I don't know. I don't know if it was a book or not. If it is, I've never heard of it being a book or being a popular Well, it was book. a book. I thought it was a book first, but it could have been a book after. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, but the point being is I just feel like I feel Jaws like studios I feel like studios were more uh stingy with their money with yeah. what they backed. I think uh you know, it wasn't it wasn't all I mean it happens some today, but it wasn't out of order for you to have to put a movie together and do well on the indie circuit before a movie, major movie uh, studio yeah. will come pick you up now, man. They're just throwing money at everybody. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just they want fresh. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think the Marvel stuff's getting played out. When's the last time you went back and watched Godfather? Uh, that's a good point. Godfather one and Godfather two. I watched Scarface about two Are months ago. Well, that's brutal, isn't it? I'll tell you this, man. We were we didn't have. We didn't have a lot of issues with some racist terms back in the day. <laughs> like, whoa, there's some stereotypes. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? There yeah. is some stereotypes like, in this Go back movie. and watch uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction and listen to Quentin Tarantino's dialogue when they bring the dead body over to his house. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. all I'm saying. But. Spike Lee lost his mind over that, man. Yeah. He was calling Samuel Jackson and everybody up just no. Spike, end Tarantino. Spike Lee's an idiot, by the way. Well, he's a Knicks fan. He's a turd. That's true, man. <laughs> That's true. I'm Knicks convinced, fan. man. I'm convinced that's the reason Reggie Miller went off. Yeah. I mean, like if, if he would have kept his mouth shut, 
Dude, <laughs> like, have you seen Black Klansman? Black Klansman is a phenomenal movie until the end credits when he tries to spend the whole thing on Trump. Oh, like, really? it's like, come on, man. Like, you had a great movie. You could have just ended it. And then you try to spend the whole thing like, oh, this is Republicans. Like, yeah. no, no, it never was. Well, I didn't see that one. Um, I was kind of curious. It's good. I'll tell you what. I recommend it. I'll tell you what. I, I would probably go back and watch. Do the right this, thing. This era. Or probably. Save the last dance. Like Chappelle's stand-up specials. Yeah. Oh, his originals are still great. Like his latest one's real good. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr. I watched, you know what I watched the uh, about three or four months ago? What's that? The Kings of Comedy. Oh, yeah. Bernie Mac and, yeah. and Steve Harvey. And <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Those were good. Oh, the, yeah. Martin's stuff was good back then. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I, you, and you kind of see it, man, in, in, it's 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 what's gonna make money. Yeah. And you had that one that one uh Australian lady with the short hair who came out and the critics thought it was the greatest thing ever, but the viewers thought it was terrible. Yeah, I don't and know. Then, oh, the Me Too one? Yeah, what's her oh, name? Oh, I can't remember, but she was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. She just kept saying the same thing over and over. Um but Chappelle and then Burr and Rogan and those guys are starting to come out with them now. Yeah. And it's starting to get back to the way it was. Because, dude, I'm telling you right now, man, in Kings of Comedy, Bertie Max says, I would karate chop a kid in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people would get upset about that today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just said, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just good stuff. Oh. Uh, you know, but. Oh, man. I for, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I forgot how funny those things were. Yeah. And part of it was, you know, part of it's a trip down memory lane because we yeah. watched it in college. And Oh, man, I had I, I had Brittany watch Major Pain with me the other night. And I'll say other night. It's been a couple months ago. But anyways, like Major Pain's hilarious to me. Yeah. She kind of fell asleep halfway through Dude, it. My wife, yeah, my wife. I'm watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure just <laughs> rolling. And she's just looking at me like. That's dumb. I'm like, <laughs> You don't see the genius behind this. Yeah. What you don't. George Carlin was great. Yeah. Know, so. No, it was a great film. Great film. <laughs> so. I'm excited for the third one. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to see another good epic story. You know, I feel like the last time we got a good epic story, I, I will say In- Inception was good. It, it, it was. Um, before that, I'm, you know, because I like, like I said, a big epic story. So Lord of the Rings was good. Didn't really care for the Hobbit when they made. Um, you know, and all that, but uh, you know, Gump and all them. Well, yeah, you, you know, the other thing too is I think you're starting to see it. You're starting to see the. Story. I watched Stand by Me the other night again. That's still a great. Well, you're starting to see the storytelling shift to television. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, and, and you are getting a lot of good series. Yeah, you are getting a lot and of good series now because Stranger I, Things has been has been pretty solid. And, for, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think part of it's because you a you don't want to have to compete with Marvel every yeah. or at Marvel or even DC every right. every month. But do you think Spielberg's the greatest of all time? Director. I mean, just storyteller. I mean, just getting. I, I mean, think about his movies, and you what's know, he, what's he have? Well, I mean, you know, e. he, well, yeah, I mean, you talk about when he started out and it was like E.T., e. Poltergeist, Jaws, um, trying to think what else. Uh, I mean, I did like. he do, did he do the one about the aliens um, with Richard Dreyfuss? Uh, 
goodness, what is that one called? Uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Close Third Encounters kind. of the Third I, Kind. I think so. Um, and then, uh, and then you know he just he did several, but you know of course he did. Um, did he have some? He did he work with them Indiana on Indiana Jones? I think he did work on those. Um, but then you know Band of Brothers was his, wasn't oh, it? Goonies, Schindler's List, well, Back to the Future, Close Goonies, Encounters. Goonies is a Richard Donner film, but I think Steven Spielberg had a lot to do with it. Uh, he, he was a director and producer. He was a director and producer, but it's a Richard Donner film. Catch me if you can. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. American Tell, Fightful Goes West. <laughs> oh, dude, he did Hook. Yeah. yeah, like Robin Williams. Yeah, Terminal, Jurassic Park, which I liked. You may Jurassic Park. Save I thought Private Super Eight Ryan. was a J.J. Uh, Abrams Minority Report, which is a good one. J.J. Abrams did Super Eight, but it was another where Spielberg was part of it. Yeah, Spielberg, and that's the thing is Spielberg just because he wasn't, you know, maybe he didn't write it, but he directed it, or maybe he didn't direct oh, he it, did but he Lincoln. So, yeah, uh, Bridge Day of Lewis. Spies is good if you haven't seen yep. it. Yeah, look at his body of work and Minority Report, great movie. Look at his body of work. It's it's impressive. It's very impressive. So especially when you start getting into the older movies, oh, you realize, man, back. this guy molded my childhood. Oh, he was executive producer of the Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, was that Robert Zemeckis? Did is those? He, does he write these? He just he does a little bit of. I think I think if his name isn't directly attached to it, it's probably production or it's done through Amblin. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Okay. But he'll do, he might direct, he might, and you know, sometimes he's maybe, you know, kind of so a little I, more I offhand. Mean, can you call him a storyteller if he didn't write it? He well, wrote still, Poltergeist. I mean, I, I get, he probably has a vision. Yeah. Director, but I don't know if he, I'd say storyteller. Quentin Tarantino, because he does all his, he writes and directs all his stuff. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Zemeckis did pretty, did some pretty good stuff. He really did. Yeah, he really did. Who's that? Zemeckis. Yeah, he wrote like uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no, Spielberg's great though. I mean, if I want someone to direct my movie, if I'm a screenwriter and they say we'll get Spielberg to direct it, Ventures of Ten Ten. I'm buying that yeah. car in that pool. I didn't like baby. That movie. It was weird. Yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah, I didn't really. It's kind of like Scorsese and uh, that one weird movie he did. Um, with a kid in the train station. I can't remember what it was called. Polar Express? No. Oh. That was uh what's his face, I believe. Um man, I don't know. But you know Scorsese, his best are when he does a uh documentary over a band. Wow. Yeah. Baker Mayfield ended with a hundred yards on the game. Nice, good for him. Thirty one right. three, baby. How's your tattoo feeling, Josh, before we get out of here? It's all right. Yeah, yeah, hurt um, a little tender now? right now. Yeah, no, no, it, it doesn't bother me. Hurt when it happened. Yeah, it was a little painful. That's big one, isn't it? It was big. Yeah, 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 it's big. Four hours. Oh, chair. That's a long time. Um, but I think I think part of the reason it hurt is because he uh he was, I I think the technique's called Indian burning. Just where you take your hands and no in the in the tattoo that's what world. We <laughs> In the tattoo world, um, it goes from a tattoo artist's perspective, and this is one that I had done a long time ago. The guy was explaining it to me because they they ask you while you're doing it, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Because and they ask me quite a bit because they don't want me passing out because mm -hmm. no one's catching me, obviously. Yeah. 
my boy Nico, the guy who was tattooing me, like probably your size. Yeah. So like, yeah, if I go, I'm going. Yeah. So he asked me the first hour, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I mean, it hurt, but I mean, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And so I think after the first hour, when he realized like I could handle it a little bit, the Indian burn, which means it goes deeper and it injects the, you know, and that's a more efficient way to do it. It goes faster and all that, but it is a booger, man. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. I mean, it, I mean, it, I felt it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you kind of go into those things. You kind of know. Like, it's going to be painful, so. Yeah. And uh, and all that. So, they have this they have this thing called tap-out tattoos, which a lot of people's sleeves, that's what they do. You pay a fat, flat fee of yeah. about four or $500. And you just, just get it as you can? They just tat you for like six to eight hours. And just go until you, and the whole purpose is until you tap out. Yeah. And so, uh, and I, it was probably my fault too because he was telling me uh, when he was getting one, a guy was trying to, because there are certain parts of the body that it's it's hard for it to hold ink, so you have to kind of mm-hmm. go over it quite a bit. And he said he had this one, I think it was the front of his shin, which I'm like, that. I bet that hurts too. But anyway, he was like, uh, uh, essentially what he was saying is that uh, uh, the guy started doing it to him. And he goes, ho, 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 stop, man. And he goes, uh, I'd rather have an incomplete tattoo than than that. You yeah. Know? And I was like, oh, well, I'm the opposite, man. I'd rather it hurt like the dickens as long as it gets done. Yeah. Because I'm not walking around with half a tattoo. Yeah. And that dude's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we got it done. But Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, good. man. It's in the saran wrap right now. Wildest thing I ever saw. We were in South Padre. And uh, spring break, back when we were in college, and right across from the little condo we had rented was a little tattoo shop. And, uh, you know, this is 1999, you yeah. know. So um, everybody went over there, and, they, you know, they're all, you know, like, I'm going to get a tattoo, I'm going to get a tattoo. So all these college kids, you know, getting their first tattoo, and a couple of them already had one, and they were going to get another one. And all right. They're just picking stuff off the wall, yeah. you know, and, and doing stuff like that. And... uh I just remember our, our buddy Todd, he went and he said, man, he goes, I want one on my whole arm right here. And the guy says, what do you want? He says, I don't know. <laughs> so the dude breaks out this thing and says, well, I've been wanting to give this one to somebody. He's like, do it. <laughs> he, he gets his arm and, and we still don't know what it is. Uh, it is kind of cool looking. I'll give it to him. It um, it almost looks like uh, we called it old man winter because it almost looked like like a a face in a cloud blowing or something. Oh really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, it was kind of cool looking and, and all. Yeah, but I don't know. Just watching I... him like say, "I just want one from here to here." You pick. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> pretty gutsy, man. <laughs> so. he, he got lucky. The dude had a decent design. Yeah, and but. and I mean sometimes those guys do that, you know. Yeah, and you can you can go look at their book and and pick what you want. Yeah. But, but everybody, uh, I remember them people getting, you know, all the little, little Chinese symbols or Chinese symbols are a terrible idea. Yeah, because a lot of times they, it's a lot of times they say they don't, you know, don't really mean what they they yeah. say they mean. They're yeah. just you know designs or whatever. And, yeah, and then there's obviously you know dialect and what part of the country it's coming from. Yeah, you got three that. different people saying this means hope. I'm like when well, we don't, yeah. they don't look the same as. Mine. Yeah. 
Is that another word for it? I think it looks like chow mein is what it looks like. <laughs> that says MSG. Exactly. You <laughs> say fried rice. But oh, man. No, man, that's just the, the one rule for the tattoo, man, is like it's for you. Like yeah. That's, that's what, I mean, you have to go into it like if you like it, that's really all that matters because, I mean. Yeah. I'll just stick to freckles, man. Yeah, I mean, I I don't knock people for not doing it either. Yeah? Yeah. What's the craziest tattoo you ever seen? You got to have one. That I've ever seen? Yeah. Uh, Man, Steve-O's got some crazy ones. Yeah? But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I was laying on my buddy's bed back when we were in, like, high school or something like that. We were sitting there playing Nintendo, and... uh. All of a sudden, he started kind of laughing. He said, hey, Tuck, you like Odie? I was like, Odie from Garfield? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I like Garfield. I was like, what's so funny? He said, turn around. I turned around, and his aunt's butt was in my face, and she had gotten a tattoo of Odie on her butt cheek. So I just saw this big butt in my face. I was like, whoa! (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So that might have been the craziest uh, tattoo I ever saw. Not so much that Odie's such a crazy tattoo to give, but just how I witnessed it. Well, I mean, what's the one? I mean, there was one with, like, this on the Internet, but there's one, like, Aaron Rodgers in his underwear or something like that. Yeah, people getting other people's, you know, yeah. likeness. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's one know. thing if they're your family, but if they're just someone you like. Still, even family. I mean, I get if, if you if you have a daughter that passed away or something like that, I, I could see that. But yeah. if, if the kids are still alive, man, my my rule of thumb is they could still embarrass you in their yeah. 20s and 30s, man. Yeah. Know? So well. that's just my thought, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till you... You've proven you're not going to be a screw-up before I start putting something of you on this body. You know what I mean? That's horrible. <laughs> I want to see if you amount to something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, is, is that time? <laughs> we're okay. well past time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, we're out. Mm-hmm.